because it felt like it's wrong. It doesn't feel right to say, all right, I'm going to continue on this corporate platform and take this promotion and at that time push off this pastoral type ministry to the future um, and not take a current pastor job. Um, that just didn't sound right. As a Christian, you feel like you know, you're given those two options, you're supposed to take the ministry road. Welcome to the My Yielded Life podcast hosted by me, Ray Marie Marsh, where I will be answering the question, what does it actually look like to yield to God? So this is not a right or wrong. This is just God in me. You've got to hear him. That just didn't sound right. As a Christian, you feel like you're you're given those two options. You're supposed to take the ministry road. You've got to settle this. Do you trust him? And I felt like God was not listening to me. Not everyone will go this journey. There are some who will. But I had to do this. I needed to be who I am. You didn't find this podcast by coincidence. You are here for this. Let's figure it out as we go. This is My Yielded Life. As I look back on 2020, I feel like we have to go back before 2020 to when we just had this urge to like sell our house. Yeah. Um, There was something off for us. Like we were unsettled. We felt like we needed to fulfill our calling more. Right. And so at the time, Joey was working for one company in Greensboro, he was up for a possible like promotion to corporate office. And I remember us saying like, I'm ready to go. Like, I feel like we need to move. I feel like this house is going to hold us back when we need to move. And I remember being at church and we were just crying after like a really high service and the Holy Spirit was moving in the service. And me and Joey were just crying like, God, whatever you want, whatever you want. And then God didn't really say anything right away. And then 2020 came. Yeah. And I guess thinking about thinking back at that time, and we were in our house for like six years. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was almost like five and a half at that time. And ideally, when we got the house, we assumed that this was going to be something we're going to be in for forever, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Greensboro is a great place or at least the triad area that's where we went to college at and grew up i said grew up i think grew up in the adult grew up <laughs> adult grew up and christian grew up right yeah there was absolutely. a lot of from a babe in christ to mm-hmm. a lot of growth happened but something was certainly unsettling um i guess it is the just the american dream i don't know what it is i feel like for me I felt like we were in this pattern of, I don't know, not really fulfilling what God wanted us to do. Like we were going through ministry process and, and, you know, knowing that we had a call to ministry, but didn't quite know how that was going to ultimately unfold. But in a way we felt like the house (laughs) had us, fixed in the area mm-hmm. and we felt like something needed to be changed. We didn't know what. So that's where that prayer and that just pursuit of God came from. It's like, we don't know what Lord, but if you want us to sell the house, 
We were willing. Yeah, and then 2020 started um, in October of 2019. I left my career in school social work to do private practice mental health therapy full time. So I was in the thick of providing counseling. Um, Our kids were stable. My son had just started daycare in the August of 2019. So we were just kind of in this rhythm. February, March, we were headed to marriage (laughs) retreat at Bridge of Hope Greensboro. And I have to say Bridge of Hope (laughs) Greensboro for a reason. We were headed to marriage retreat and coronavirus was starting to pop up in the U.S. Tell them a little bit about Everett. and Because my husband was at the core of the coronavirus. The core of it. <laughs> the U.S. What do you call it? The that? U.S. hot spot but, number one. <laughs> yeah. So Ray had mentioned this opportunity for promotion to the corporate role. And a part of that was really doing some training and preparing getting prepared for that role and my the company that I was at they had their headquarters in Seattle Washington or in Everett and so we were um I had to travel to Everett and it so happened that Everett was almost like ground zero in the United States at least where there was a breakout of coronavirus but it was so early um Mm -hmm. that we didn't know how coronavirus was going to turn out But it was a bit scary, (laughs) just a little bit, just a little concern. Although, um, yeah, I went there. I went there for a few days um, and came back and to God with the glory, I didn't get sick or anything. And I don't believe I passed on anything to anybody. I believe he passed it on. (laughs) This is before we knew what was what. But leading up to marriage retreat, I had like a cough that I couldn't get off of me. And I went to CVS Urgent Care thinking silly that somehow they'd be able to test me for COVID. This was like the weekend of March 13th. And um, they said, oh, you just have a regular sore throat. You're good. And so we got this notice from our church um, where the state of North Carolina was saying people couldn't gather. Churches couldn't gather anymore. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people dropped off a marriage retreat. We were those like revolutionary couples were like, nah, bro, like we need a break from the kids. (laughs) This was planned. We got babysitters set. We've got the budget right. We ready to go. We've been through too much. Yes. (laughs) So we were were gonna go. Yeah, so we went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina and had our marriage retreat. And I think it was like by Saturday night, um, that's when governments were really shutting down and the schools announced that they weren't opening back up. So we are like, well, thank God we got a little break from the kids because the kids are literally about to be with us. And now looking in hindsight, our kids have been up under us for goodness, I don't know, 10 months, yeah. nine or 10 months straight. Yeah. Um, so that was our last little hoorah before then. But let's take a break and we'll keep going. You should definitely go and check out giftofgoddesigns.com. They have Christian Apparel and Thaddeus Lamb, the founder and owner, uh, does amazing work on websites, logos, even video, visual, audio, you name it. If you're trying to start a business or just get your brand and your online presence up to par, definitely contact Thaddeus and get you a quote. So... Let's talk about that marriage retreat because I think there was a pivotal moment. I guess there were pivotal moments 
in marriage retreat that led us to some drastic changes that we made in 2021, 2020. Mm-hmm. We were... Um... They talked about like having a vision for your family. There mm-hmm. was a couple from Canada and I may um, shout them out in the show notes, but they talked about a vision for your family and we were kind of at a pivotal moment. So we started figuring out a vision. Where do we want to be five years from now? Where do we feel based on our passions, our gifting, our calling that we should be trying to get to? Mm-hmm. And so do you want to share some things that we haven't even approached yet, but really your ultimate desire would be what? Well, yeah, I mean, a part of the vision, I think, had the end goal. The end goal in mind was that we would be, our lives would be wrapped up in the ministry. Like what we do will be uh, proclaiming Jesus Christ, pastoring, leading people, discipling people to know Jesus Christ. But we felt that it, you know, there are things that needed to occur prior to that um, before we get. We actually didn't know exactly how that was going to come about. We actually we had recently been um, uh, licensed, or at least uh, approved for licensure. We mm-hmm. hadn't been ordained officially yet. Right. We've been approved to be licensed as uh, ministers, so that we can actually go and pastor a church but given all that was happening and and the the move the potential to go uh to the raleigh area and all you know we were trying to think what ultimately do we need to do how do we get there Mm -hmm. and it sounds strange even looking back to think that all right there's a five-year plan (laughs) we we come up with some five-year plan to ultimately um, pastor. But the beginning of those five years was that, well, we could potentially, at that time, I believe we knew that there, that my company, upon taking the promotion, I, I would get moved to Raleigh. They would move us, help us move to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was on the table at the, at the I think time. it was. I think at the marriage retreat, we also had another pastoral opportunity um, in another large city that was the opposite direction. So we were living in Greensboro, High Point, and there was Raleigh, which is like an hour or something away. And then in the southern direction, there was another opportunity. And Joey, um, I let Joey take the lead on how to respond to that opportunity. So I think at Marriage Retreat, you were like, nah, we're not supposed to take that. We're supposed to go in the direction of where the company was going to lead us to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And so we started trying to prepare ourselves yeah now that was a conundrum for me because it felt like it's wrong it doesn't feel right to say all right i'm going to continue on this corporate platform and take this promotion and at that time push off this pastoral type ministry to the future (laughs) um and not take a current pastor job. Um, that just didn't sound right. As a Christian, you feel like you know, you're given those two options, you're supposed to take the ministry road. You're supposed to take the the uh, the all-in right road. So it, it felt weird. Like I felt like my answer was supposed to be yes to pastoring, um, or at least in my head. But the more I prayed, pursued God fasting, and just asking him. 
I was just not settled with taking the pastoral role. Yeah, and for me, immediately when the offer came, God led me to completely let you make the decision. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, okay, might be going, <laughs> might, might be moving south, yeah. might be moving north. But the fact that once you did make your decision, it to me it was obvious that that's what God was saying. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't hear an audible, you know, go here or don't go here. But um, the way that God told me not to get in the way, I guess, or to not even really chime in. I was really just like, whatever. I know we're moving. is one way or the other. So he led us to the Raleigh-Durham Triangle area. Um, he did allow, allow Joey to get the promotion. And we put our house on the, on the market in... Was it May? In May. Yeah, we actually had a date we wanted to buy... May 1st or beginning of May. Yep. We want to have a house on the market. Um, and yeah. But this, but little did we know at the time, this was a precursor to something that was already stirring in yeah. the spirit. Yeah. That's um, the funny part. Yeah. That's the funny part. <laughs> then comes the interesting part where, all right, we, we put our house on the market beginning of May. I think within a week we were under contract. And by the end of May, we were out of the house. I mean, we had, there's obviously the whole selling process, but we were out of the house in June. We were <laughs> we begin our life as um, you know transplants. Tra- <laughs> yes, that's one way to put it. Yeah, where we are in a, a three bedroom apartment, and you know we were our kids. Right under you know, three children, our two girls sharing a bedroom, um, and also during well, I guess it was the summer, so school was out to God be glory at least. But I still was working from home, on Ray doing counseling from home, and the kids. It was just yeah, it was interesting. It was a six month transplant period mm-hmm. where we were um, yeah without our home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we decided to rent not far from our High Point home um, while our house in Apex, North Carolina, was being built. And I remember throughout the pandemic, God kept saying to me, I kept hearing, hunker down, which is weird because I don't use that term. Like, that's not a word in my culture or vocabulary. So, hunker down. And it wasn't like, be afraid of the riots and racism. It wasn't like, be afraid you're going to catch COVID. It was like, he wanted our family to be close during mm-hmm. that six month period. He wanted us to be the primary influence over our kids. Like I'm giving you this time, be a unit, be a troop, huddle together. And so that's what we did throughout the six months. Um, but something was happening in Apex. <laughs> All the while we were in our hunker down mode. Yes. Nice <laughs> set up there. <laughs> yeah, so we had had, we had two friends, um, uh, two couples that are already moved into the Apex area. And I, um, I had, we had been discussing just regular, just connecting, just reconnecting in a way. Because mm-hmm. um, one of my friends actually moved from the D.C. area uh, to Apex. And then um, 
the other couple actually had moved from the Greensboro area. Um, but we had rekindled kind of this regular connection where we're meeting and talking. Um, but <laughs> the two friends had been talking previously, even before bringing to me this idea. But they came to me and said, what do you think of an idea of starting a campus in Apex? And this will be a campus and a satellite from our Bridge of Hope Mother Church in Greensboro. And they're like, what, what do you think about that? And the more they talked, and they, they were like bringing me this idea, and they wanted to have, <laughs> they would text me, uh, one, one of my friends would text me and say, hey, let's, let's talk. And so we talked for about 30 minutes to an hour about, you know, the, the idea of, of doing ministry in Apex. And then my other friend would then call me and say, hey, hey you got a moment to chat? And so this was like just bubbling up. Uh, and for me, it was more so like, you know, hey, it, it's actually, it's funny because um, one in the conversations, uh, my friend would say, hey, I know you had this like three, five year plan. But, and I feel like I heard that like 10 different times. I know you had this two, three to five year plan. And that's when things really started to, to get churning. What was your take on that whole process of, or I guess hearing, I think, I know we talked. We talked and one of the wives of one of the friends in the two couples he mentioned, we were talking as well um, because she was aware that her husband was excited about this. Mm. And so, um, there have been tossed out this notion like plant a church, you know, when y'all get there, plant a church, plant a church. And so once the concept came to fruition where the men were talking about it, I feel like God really moved on the men to mm -hmm. initiate it. Cause as women, we're, you know, get it done type creatures. <laughs> like we, we can be aggressive and very assertive and we execute. And so I could have seen it being the other way where the women are like pushing this idea and, making it happen but god moved through the men and so we just kind of like sat back and enjoyed it and laughed about it and said well what if like and we talked about our experiences in ministry and our gifts and talents and calling and we're like yeah you know we got a drum player already you're the children's we start talking early on like you're gifted with the children's ministry all of us can preach in this area craig plays the keyboard like we started just imagining and imagining this almost like we would do when we were kids like when i grow up i'm gonna blah 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 so for us it was fun but it felt real from the beginning like yeah. it felt very much like this can actually happen right so that was probably july when the men got revved up about a campus in Apex, which is a town that eventually we would all have moved to. Um, one couple was in Raleigh and then bought another home in Apex. The other couple was in Apex in February. And so me and Joey had a house being built to be done in November. And so by September, um, the men had reached out to the pastor of the mother church and the mother church voted and um, approved the idea and the campus began to form and is still in the process of planning and forming. Um, yeah, and I think something that I think stands out is I know we mentioned that Ray and I are both um, going through the, or, you know, we were going through the licensed minister process. We've been approved as licensed ministers 
and we had yet to be ordained when all this started happening. But, you know, between the couples, you know, it really wasn't about titles or it wasn't about who is ready for this. Mm -hmm. It was about that burning desire to be a part of God's calling. And we knew that, you know, God's got people everywhere. But the question is, what are we doing? What are we doing in our community, in our area? And so that's what led us. And I, and I think that can be a testimony for, for others. Or that can be something that should drive others. Because we all need to be discipling. We all need to be sharing what we have. If you have the light of Jesus Christ, we you need to be sharing it. Um, and so, hey, this was a group of people that had the per burning desire to do that. And, and that's what uh, began the formation process. Right, right. And then in October, really COVID held up the end of our ordination process, which Joey and I started that when we were still in college. Um, maybe we were in grad school. <laughs> it was 2008 or nine. Yeah, where we started, yeah, it took a decade. <laughs> we started the ministry training process, which the end goal is ordination. Mm -hmm. um, we did it at one church. We switched churches and took like a five-year break. Then our pastors changed of our church. And when he came, we were like, okay, we need to enter the process again. But he just has a, a, a more thorough process. So it yeah. wasn't a year under him where under other leaders it may have taken a year. So we took our time through his training process and in October completed it and um, went through an ordination ceremony, which you can find on YouTube at Bridge of Hope if you want to check it out. It was um, a good, the, the charge that we were given is a good reminder just for life and I think for any believer, like the things that our pastor said, these are things you need to focus on making sure you do like family, he talked about our children, like just things you can't forget yeah. are most important. So it, it was powerful and I'm thankful that we were able to finish the process. Yeah. And interesting, all the while, as you talked about the 10 years, <laughs> um, I thought about the, the three children that um, came during mm -hmm. that process. And I think some of our, <laughs> our slowing down, um, I had to do with that. Yeah. But, yeah. I know we haven't talked about our kids in this process as far as their experiences. No. But, um. They've been transformed along the way, too. Yeah. Um, they've grown spiritually. So that'll be another testimony for another episode. But then November. So we were waiting for, no I was waiting for November because I didn't mention, I'll have to do another episode about how I had to slow down doing therapy, like, to a very... Mm -hmm dripping minimum to um, focus on the kids who were home. So for me, I was waiting every day for November to come, which was the next big transition. You want to talk about the move? Yeah. What you want to say? Let's talk about the move after a short break. Okay. I have to tell you guys about this. So I had my third child, my son, at the age of 32. And I gained a lot of weight with him, as I do whenever I have kids. I gain like 60 pounds consistently. The difference with this one was I started off pregnant, overweight, 
still gained the 60 pounds and now I'm in my 30s and I could not get this weight to move y'all I was working out every day still eating kind of freely but working out every day thinking that I'm doing what I need to do to lose this weight and it just would not come off so I got the help of my friend Joycelyn McCallum the owner and founder of an established business joy to be fit check her out at joytobefit.com she posts workouts on her youtube page her follow her on instagram she makes jewelry she is a nutrition specialist her um, education and background is in that she's got all kinds of expertise across the board but y'all the biggest thing is and on july 1st i started a journey with joycelyn and i have lost 13 pounds and the weight is still coming off even now that we're done with our intense time so I encourage you to check out joytobefit.com. Find her on Facebook. That's J-O-Y, the number two, the letter B, fit. Check out Joycelyn. So then comes November and the move. So November 16th was the move date. Where we moved from, we picked up our lives from Greensboro Triad area where we had lived for 16 years. Six. That is weird. That number is too big. Uh, <laughs> like that, that just makes no sense to me. To 2020. That was home. 16 years. That's right. College. Post-college. Marriage. Babies. Yeah. They were all born in Greensboro. Mm. That's all they knew. We got a 10-year-old. That's weird. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm just like, every time I hear numbers, I get mesmerized. <laughs> um, just wait till it's 25 or 30. But um, but yeah, so we picked up our lives from Greensboro and we moved. And, you know, not too far down the road, about an hour, hour, 10, 15 minutes down the road. Moved to, we say Apex, but it's actually New Hill, North Carolina. So... Um, but it's on the outskirts of Apex, and we, we call it Apex. But yeah, we moved, um, and that was an adventure in itself, but not too bad of a process. No, but it was right up against Thanksgiving, and then kids getting out of school, Thanksgiving to Christmas. It's been a whirlwind from the 16th of November to now, you know, New Year's. Yeah. Um, it was hard to feel settled, and it hit me today when I was walking through the neighborhood. I was like, I lived in three different homes in 2020 for it's true. Yeah. an extended <laughs> period of time. You know, the six months we were in the apartment, and then probably four months or so, four or five months in our old house. Yeah, so now I feel like it's time to settle and work. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but another revelation kind of hit me, and Joey, we've been giggling about <laughs> is the fact that Corona threw a curveball in the plans of Joey's company when he got promoted. So everybody was relocating to Raleigh so they could physically go into this corporate office. Um, but with COVID, of course, they got really good at working virtually. Many people didn't move, right? Yeah, there are several people that are that just waited. <laughs> yeah, they waited wait, it out. They're tr still waiting it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, many, but there are there are those that did move, including my, us. Um, however, we for the foreseeable future will not be going into the office. I mean, we we are working from home, 
which is funny because we could have done that back in Greensboro, back in the in the first house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So nothing's changed from a work standpoint that would have uh, required me to be here now. Um, yet we're supposed to be here. Exactly. And it begs the question, well, why are we here? Like, for what other reason would God lead us here? And so we're kind of laughing. Like, I think his plan all along was for us to come here to plant this campus. Mm -hmm. And I thank him for blessing us because we moved on the company's dime. And I don't mean to sound like (laughs) bougie on that, but the company moved us here by God's blessing so that we can do ministry, disciple Christians and share the gospel and hopefully see other Christians come to the faith. Exactly. And we know there's a lot of work to do and we've already, we're, we're still working in that process. But I think if he's got us somewhere, then he's got us somewhere to be a light to the world. Now, I've looked back. <laughs> we used to live on Lamp Light Way, which, you know, I, we, <laughs> we sometimes really take very... Uh, uh, I don't know, strong feelings towards street names. I do. Because <laughs> there was one street name I was like, nope, that ain't that. I wasn't calling you out specifically. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lamp Lightway was, you know, you you could probably or understand that we we thought very highly of our street name back in High Point. Yeah. Lamp Lightway, right? Yep. The Lord is a lamp to our feet, light into our path. Yeah. Um, but we moved to Apex and we're currently, I mean, the, the street is nothing like, you know, amazing, right? No, it's not. <laughs> no. Don't tell them, though. Maybe some creepers. But <laughs> we sit on a hill. And I think this is something that I, I don't know, I just, I, don't, I just appreciate. We're, we're sitting up atop of a hill and we get to look down and see where our kids are playing, if they're like across the street or something like that. Um, but, you know, this, I think of the scripture, like a city that's set up on a hill. Well, cannot I'm, be hid. It cannot be hid. Mm-hmm. And I think about the lamplight and all that stuff. At the end of the day, we're Christians. We're people. We follow God. And we can't, we're here in this neighborhood. We're not here to be hidden. We're not here to be um, uh, unapproachable. We are here to be set up on a hill and to allow our light to shine. And I think that goes to everyone, wherever you are. You are there in your neighborhood, in your space, in your apartment building, and wherever you are, you are set there for your light to shine. Don't hide it. Let it go. That's right. We appreciate you listening, and I just want to pray for the listeners. So, Lord, I thank you for those that took the time to listen to how you moved in our lives. And I pray that you use it to make them keenly aware of how you are orchestrating and ordering their steps in their own lives. Have them hunger to hear your voice. Have them seek you for decisions and next steps. Give them your wisdom and your response, Lord. Protect us and let 2021 be a year of recovery, a year of restoration, Lord, a year where the things that you stripped away from us in 2020 um, put us in a stronger, healthier, more valuable place in 2021. We thank you for them. Uh, We pray that they feel your love today. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. I'm up. It's late and I'm doing some last minute editing, trying to get this podcast posted on January the 4th and not the 5th. It's literally 1122. But one of my biggest supporters of this podcast recorded a song about the podcast and I thought it was so fly. I just had to share it with you. So here it is. Check it out. Let me tell you about my yielded life. I'm submitted to Jesus and I don't have to think twice. So get right. I'm repping for him day and night. But don't let it confuse you. I struggle all the time. That's why he's my teacher, my counselor, my way maker. He is my teacher, the one and only error breaker. 90 on life's highway. Not even stopping to pray. He tells me to yield, stop and stay still. Let me show you the way. Huh?